Welcome to the I Ching with Clarity podcast for October, and thank you so much for listening. This episode has another listener's reading with a question I can almost guarantee no one listening to this has ever asked before. I certainly haven't. You'll see what I mean when you hear it. So here it is. Anyway, thank you for sharing this reading. It's uh, it's really different and really interesting. So oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so you 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 were driving and and you found a. Yeah, and I was driving and all of a sudden, at the level of my knees on my left knee, I feel something brush against my knee and I look down and I see a very small head and I register. I'm like that's a snake um and i was like oh my god and i'm going 70 miles an hour and it's seven o'clock in the morning i'm on a road in uh southern kentucky and uh so i'm like okay i gotta pull over um mm-hmm. so I, i'm like i gotta do something i don't know the first logical thing is like to pull over so i pull over and there happens to be a trucker on the road and i purposely like pull over behind him he stopped and we talk for a little bit and i call somebody like I call dispatch, you know, police like to see like if they can help. And essentially the takeaway is like you can take apart your car looking for a snake or you drive with the snake until you can, you know, it, it shows itself and, and you can get them out of the car. And I don't I, I love animals. I love nature. Like I'll hold things. I'll, I have no fear of snakes per se. But the question was, is this snake venomous? It's a region where there are venomous snakes. And so also, you know, once the snake had touched my leg, when I was trying to go off the road, I'm like, I need to downshift. I'm like, I need to move my leg. I'm like, so how do I move my leg and like not bother this snake? Yeah. And the long part of it is, so we decide that I'm going to suit up. I'm going to get back in the car and I'm going to drive until the snake shows itself. And so I had, the snake had come from under the drive shaft, uh, no, no, the, the steering column. There's like a, mm-hmm. a, open area at knee level and she had come from there because she was hanging out there so i was like if i put a towel there at least she can't come from me that way i'm thinking somehow like i'm kind of protected so i'm driving along driving along and like five hours later all of a sudden i sent something up above (laughs) my right uh head area Mm -hmm. and she came out of a hole that was part of the fixture of the mirror in the ceiling and is just kind of there for a second and like just like you know hangs out and then drops down and when that happened she starts to squiggle away and I was able like I had gloves and I was like able to detain her and then I like pulled the car over super fast went around to that side of the car because my car is parked full of stuff because I'm driving cross country Mm. Um, and I was like, I don't want her to get in there, you know, under the other oh, side. No. <laughs> so I pull out everything really quickly. And there she is like coiled up in the passenger seat. So I'm, I'm able with like, I put a scarf on her. I like escort her out of the car. And then that's when I'm able, I'll actually send you later. I have a photo of her. I was able to get a photo. Um, oh, I'd, I'd love to see. Yeah. yeah did really did, cool. you, find, did we, you find out what kind she was? Yeah. She's what's called like a chicken snake. So she's a non-venomous snake. What was really interesting too is that my feeling was that like she was except for the moment that I was trying to like escort her out of the car she was very comfortable in there she when she like came out and like I was right there and like she dropped down next to me like I was not threatening to her in any way it was like she had discovered this mm. noodle habitat because I felt like even like when she bumped her head into my leg she was just like checking out my leg you know and like 
I wasn't threatening to her. It was that I was terrified because I was like, if I do something you don't like, are you going to bite me with like your tiny venomous self? <laughs> um, yeah. So I escort her out of the car and I continue on my way. Very, very grateful that she is still in her habitat because I was really preoccupied that I was going to get somewhere like, you know, and then take more aggressive steps to find her and release her. And I would release her in like the desert. And she's she's a southeastern rainland animal. And I was like, mm. she'll shrivel like a little piece of snake bacon. <laughs> um, oh, but, she, so, but she's fi- but she's fine. She's, she's fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Did not crash the car. And that was the other thing too, is that I have done a bunch of journeys in cars. Um, and they always seem to have some kind of, I've had ones that have had really bad like physically life altering events and I'm fine now here you see me moving but like I couldn't walk at one point so it was like yeah. this journey had a lot of different dimensions to it and I was like at seven in the morning there's a snake in my car like what do I do I'm pulled over on the side of the highway I'm like I can't believe this is happening and I don't really know what's happening <laughs> you mm. know um and so that's kind of this bit to not yeah go and that's so pretty naturally you asked the oracle what do i need to know about the snake yeah because <laughs> i've been uh, everything she's like right there yeah in yeah. my face <laughs> yeah yeah it's a very good question indeed and it was interesting too because i was like you know i'm i'm learning and some answers i i feel like i get and i can like piece it together um some more work some just you know kind of line up and this one i was like i don't even understand anything about this answer <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. Oh, it's, um, a, it's it's a good question and it's an interesting answer especially the how the two hexagrams mix i think um what do you need to know about the snake and you had hexagram eight seeking union or belonging changing oh, at lines right. yeah changing at lines one three and five to 36 yeah and that so i was like what yeah, <laughs> yeah but 36 is is uh height is brightness hiding right so it's an int- it's an odd and interesting mix of hexagrams, isn't it? How could seeking union hide its light? But actually, in the context of what happened, that kind of makes sense because the snake came to be close to you and it hid itself. Um, it concealed its presence most of the time and you had to travel with this hidden companion. Um yeah, so I mean, there's some there's some tension between those two hexagrams. Something is seeking union and belonging with you, and yet brightness hiding is very much about not belonging and not not relating. Um, yeah, which yeah. feels like my life actually. Like mm-hmm. it feels like the story of my life. Yeah, I want. I've been wondering. <laughs> I mean, know, knowing nothing about your life as I went through this, I've been wondering how much of this is snake and how much of this is telling your story because you say you're in a life transition and traveling across the country and so on so i wondered if the snake came to help tell the story um, um hmm. anyway i'd like to talk about hexagram eight and then about 36 and then your moving lines okay um, uh, so it starts with seeking union which is a a nice elegant character that means and the name of the hexagram means things that are together belonging together aligning joining following friendly neighbors and it also means comparing and making metaphors um 
the old Chinese character for it just shows two human figures standing next to each other, aligned with each other, one, one going after the other. So it's just about togetherness. So that by itself is, you know, kind of straightforward. That's what the snake did. It came to, came to join you. It sought union. It was your fellow traveller. I love the bit where you say, wait, wait, where you say she, she sat on the, she was sitting on the passenger seat. <laughs> You're like, yes, you know, just tell her to fasten her seatbelt. You'll be fine. <laughs> I, I felt that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe also an invitation to thinking um, metaphorically and thinking what, what's, what's of like kind with this? What, what kind of thing is this? Where does it go? It's interesting too, because it's, it's like I think like to juxtapose like a snake seeking union like and especially when it's a creature that most people would not like the fact that a snake wants to be your friend yes yeah 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 and I like snakes but it is kind of an interesting like oh that's an odd friend. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yes. But, you know, there it was. You know, sort of yeah. Pretty much nuzzling your knees. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so let's see. Hexagram eight. It follows on from seven and it contrasts with that. Um, this is one of those places where I wonder whether it might be connected with your story. Um, I mean, the, the contrast says that seeking union means delight and the army means grieving. Mm. Um, so that's how to understand what seeking union is by what it isn't. Um, mm. The army is guided by grief and grievance and seeking union is guided by harmony and resonance and enjoyment. And yeah, delight as mm. as a guide going towards what's right for you. Which is also very much how I feel about the, the, the what's governing the choices that I'm making mm -hmm. in my life right now. And yeah. that I have come from a place of deep army energy mm. <laughs> um, to something that would be more delightful. Yeah. I mean, the army says this won't do. This is not acceptable. I must organize everything to change it. Um, okay. But somewhere somewhere in the course of the the gathering all the energy around that there's an em, there's this kind of emergent sense of resonance if I mean, if it were about a crowd of people then it'd be bring together a crowd of people and it becomes clear what they have in common um, with an individual it's like you get a single focus you concentrate and this sense of purpose and rightness emerges and then you go on your journey and then you meet your snake. <laughs> so the oracle for this one, there's quite a lot going on in it, isn't there? It says, seeking union, good fortune, at the origin of oracle consultation from the source, ever flowing constancy, no mistake. Not at rest, coming on all sides for the latecomer pitfall. So yeah, lots going on. But if you start with the first and last lines of it, they say seeking union, good fortune for the late come of pitfall. So mm. that's contrasting what works and what doesn't. Um, so that's the first message, following where you belong, being motivated by this, this is good. And being the late comer, being the one who sits on the fence and dithers, that is, that is not. <laughs> um, 
there's a there's a story behind this that it's alluding to actually because when it says not at rest they come on all sides the on all sides bit I, it implies there's this sort of restlessness and a kind of upsurge of wanting to join but also on all sides is the name of a wind spirit or demon fang um oh okay you know the story well go, no go ahead go ahead yeah i should i i should probably tell it um it's a story of you the great the one who conquered the chinese floods by um directing the rivers to the sea, digging new channels, building new dikes and so on. And when he had conquered the floods, he called a meeting of the lords and spirits up on a mountain and they all came, but Fang hesitated and came late. And so you, who apparently didn't like latecomers, um, had him executed and dismembered, um, as you do. Um, I think it... Um, it represents this whole idea that there is a natural flow of belonging and it's right to go with it um, and to make yourself one with it and not to hold back, second guess, hesitate. You know, go, going with it is no yeah. mistake. It works well. Yeah, I understand. That would make sense to me, especially here and especially in my personality. Um, and I do know that I actually it's that story that you just told, because I know it's told. Is it is it in? Is it in the description of of this one of eight seeking union? It probably is. Yes. Yeah. It's funny because like what I've noticed over time, like how you read the descriptions of the hexagrams, the stories, and then all of a sudden at like some moment throughout the day in life when you're not engaging with ye, all of a sudden, like the story comes and you think about it and you understand it on a level. And that's a story that has always like, it speaks to me. Like I've tried to use it to explain things to other people because mm -hmm. this idea of a non-committal spirit and a tendency in my personality, like to vacillate and have a tremendous amount of doubt. And um, so that's, I love that story. Super, yeah. I, I love it in this context where everything is very watery. I what what had you done? He had conquered the floods, the yeah. <laughs> surging surging waters bringing chaos, um, and now he was creating a world where order is restored and harmonious living is possible again. And pe he's bringing people together, and there's going to be this whole new world of relationships. Mm -hmm. the The legend is that he founded the first Chinese dynasty. Okay. Um, so there's water imagery around him, and then in the trigrams, you know, the two parts of the hexagram. Yeah, they uh, they show the water flowing over the earth. And, and everything that I'm doing right now has to do with water, literally, physically, literally. Oh, is about water. Yeah, like I'm I am learning to maneuver a very small boat in all kinds of water. I'm going to run a company that takes people out on the water, and I don't like the like i like being on the water but the water is a very it makes me very nervous like it's a conscious walking towards something that terrifies me mm. so just, that should be in there for whoever's listening <laughs> yeah yes it should mm. thank you yes yeah, so i'm so sorry you're saying the trigrams are about water this line is about water mm. yeah and some of the characters are about water as well 
where it talks about the origin of oracle consultation. That origin word shows a stream coming out under a cliff. Mm. Um, and oh, and where I was, I was at these caves in Kentucky, where this the, the, these underground caves. That's where she came from. Oh my! Oh, she came from an area with the largest cave systems in the world that are like 300 feet deep. And like, that's why I was there, like going down in these caves and then, the, and, and then there's the water, there's this river. Oh my goodness. Okay. Sorry. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Of course, of course, hexagram seven has the waters running under the earth. And then in hexagram eight, the water is running over the earth. Mm. Yeah. This is one of those, anyone would think there was something in this Oracle stuff moments, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, Any, it's mind blowing. It's absolutely yeah, mind blowing. Anyone would think. Yeah. At the origin of Oracle consultation, from the source ever flowing constancy, no mistake. The origin is the wellspring, the stream under the cliff, and the ever flowing constancy um, shows a human, it shows the character for a river and a human figure swimming in the water, you know, mm. in the flow. You send me pictures of the snake and I will send you pictures of all these characters. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, those destructive floodwaters have turned into a kind of wellspring of readings. And so there's a wellspring of readings and, and being in the flow. Yeah, I mean, when it says origin of oracle consultation, it does literally, I think, mean this is about where divination with storks begins. Um, and I think it does begin with seeking union and belonging, as in asking, what kind of time is this? What what belongs here? What kind of thing? Where do I belong? And how do I belong with this? And how does it all fit together and you know, mm. go together and the things resonate and so on? And it's, it's actually really exactly what you're doing with this reading, you know, encountering this snake this is this is an event this is a, some kind of thing it's a sign so what kind of thing is it what kind of time is this what belongs mm -hmm. with it so yeah it's you're very much doing the kind of reading that this is talking about i think and then once you know once you have a sense of that you come from there and that's the origin of the real ever flowing constancy the real fluency um it's not forced, it's based on the sense of resonance. And you'd better, you know, opt in promptly and wholeheartedly and <laughs> not be like, <laughs> yeah, maybe I will, maybe I won't, I'll see how it turns out. <laughs> mm. So that's what your snake's doing, I think. It's seeking union, it's belonging with you, it's settling on the passenger seat eventually, <laughs> um, and pointing you to the origin of divination, the sense of knowing the quality of the time mm -hmm. um, and it's talking about the importance of following your natural sense of belonging and mm. in a timely way and in the in the trigrams the water is flowing together over the earth mm. and that's something you can watch it doing the next time there's rain driving against a window Mm -hmm. You will see two drops of water, and as you watch them, they flow together. It's, it's mm -hmm. what water does as naturally as that. It's attracted to itself, and it mm -hmm. flows together. The image, I don't know, maybe this is something you're doing too. The ancient kings founded countless cities for relationships with all the feudal lords. Um, they're kind of following up on what you started. They're building relationships and making 
structures for people to come together and connect. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that that's part, I mean, that's actually part of the vision of the project that I'm going to participate in. And I think that it's... Sorry for the interruption here. At this point, we had a bit of a technological glitch and had to restart recording. On we go. That line about Fang coming late and being executed, mm-hmm. it always creates this like tremendous anxiety in me because I'm like, how do I know if I'm late? You know, like, how, how, <laughs> you know, there, there are different lines in the Oracle where you're just like, okay, you're telling me that like, this is a bad thing, you know, quote, bad, or it's like, that this is this is the incorrect action, you know, or this is the action that's going to lead to a place that I don't want to be led to. But I don't know, like the timing and like the right action. And so then it's like, ah, and you know, like you're trying to guard against something that you don't even know what the thing is that you're guarding against. You just, oh, you know, yeah. like, I, I think in this case, you know, though, I mean, are you choosing and following and opting in? Or are you sitting on the fence and thinking, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe later I'll see how it goes and then I'll decide. And yeah, I, no, I, I think it's I think it's a I think it's a, a mindset, and you know when you're doing it. I'm definitely opting in, but I think the reason I had had prefaced it was that I think that there is this part of me that's like about the kind of the king and the the founding of cities, where like I I feel like what I'm doing is part of a path on the way to something else, and it's that of a similar ilk and but it's like if i'm late or like don't get my ducks in a row then like i I won't arrive you know and so like there's there's that less of that the anxiety with this like because as i said and and it could be that that this project is really the thing and and I'm not going to be late. I'm going to be right on time because it's not something else. It's not, there's not somewhere else that I'm actually trying to get. This is where I'm trying to get, but I don't yeah. know that, you know? No, I, I, I yeah, you, you do know that. Um, I get, okay, maybe I guess I do. Some part yeah. of me does, but yeah, yeah. you've, you, you've, you've chosen your, you've chosen where you belong and what you resonate with and you're going for that. And, and you're, I mean, you're not hanging about, you've driven across the country and, um, Completely no. traveling companion. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this all seems pretty wholehearted and def- definite to me. <laughs> yeah, so the relating hexagram. 36. Yep. Brightness hiding. Light, brightness, clarity of understanding. Um, being hidden or being wounded or often hiding in order to avoid getting hurt and of course yeah, the story like like my personality you recognize this one yeah people yeah, often do. do yeah do. and the the story yeah. connected with this one of course is prince g who yeah, that's the other story yep <laughs> yeah you remember him the kind of the yeah. only sane person at the corrupt court who en- ended up pretending to be mad pretty much uh-huh. in the hope of not ending up on the dinner table as a lot of other wise and good people had so it it does contrast with hexagram eight um it's about someone being in a place where they don't belong and holding themselves apart and if prince g had a sense of belonging it would have been something deeper and more hidden and 
of belonging with a group of people who weren't present at the court and if they were they'd been on the menu by then um, and again I wondered if this was telling some of your story the sense of belonging but not quite here or not quite with these people yeah I don't know if it's I mean I don't it's one of the things that just that has that motivated this whole time that I'm in where I was I didn't felt like I belong um mm -hmm. but I didn't don't I don't think I'm weird <laughs> <laughs> but evidently it's a popular or quirky or any of those things you know um mm -hmm. but but evidently other people do um yeah yeah, yeah. I, and, I, uh, I I know the experience so I, I'm pretty persuaded that I am weird, which means I just join the majority of opi opinion and this is fine. Yeah, hiding, hiding light, which is, I and your snake did this, it sought union and then hid its light. And you maybe have done some of that too. Brightness hiding, constancy and hardship bears fruit. The idea of carrying the light through and staying true to it, staying true to your own insight, even in hard times and not losing it while you hide it. At least, I mean, that's the ideal, that the fire is hidden below the earth, that it's not hurt, it's still there. I, I guess though, when I see this, this line, I don't really understand like, in this case, you know, like when it's moving and it's going to something else, like when I get like, you know, 36 moving to 15, like, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like, I'm like, I can hang with that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but here, I don't. I still, I don't understand. Um, like, I, I don't understand if it's a picture of myself and my experience and where I've been. If it's a, you need to keep doing this. Um, like, mm. if this is like my whole life. <laughs> um, well, it's a picture of. It's it's part all part of the picture of the snake to start with, and then the question is, what's the snake showing you? Um, right. And it's a small and cautious snake that probably spends most of its time trying to disappear. And so I, that's that's perhaps the un you know an, an underlying thing of um, of hiding of of caution. Yeah, I mean. Hexagram 36, when it's in the foreground, as you say, like changing to something else, um, then it can be relatively straightforwardly saying you need to hide. When it's in the background, it varies. Um, occasionally, there's, there's a sense of hiding when one doesn't need to, or more, at all events, more of a subjective sense of a, it's more about the subjective experience of being worried about exposure and wanting to, you know, put one's light under a bushel and so on. <laughs> um, you know, put put one's fire trigram under an earth trigram. Keep it keep it hidden. Keep it safe. Maybe just be a bit discreet about it. The the noble one overseeing the crowds uses darkness and light. I think that's sort of the ideal. Um, we could aim for than not feeling compelled to share everything all the time. Um, 
one of the things that I've learned and it's is you know I I have um very like you know oftentimes kind of prophetic insight into things I see mm -hmm. things that you're seeing things that other people don't want to see and sharing mm -hmm. them when they're not ready or just seeing things you know just in it's and I think this is why that story is always really interesting to me because like, you know, one of the questions that I've often asked myself is like, even from like a social perspective, from like a, or like an evolutionary perspective, like, you know, like the Cassandra syndrome, right? Like mm -hmm. how does it serve an individual and how does it serve a community to see things that people are not ready to see? You know, like that just sounds like misery. It feels like misery. <laughs> it's no fun at all. Yeah, quite. Or like nobody believes you. Like you see it, you it it like it, or you see it, and like you try and articulate it, and you it's and and so I have learned, you know, it's less painful to share what can't be shared than to try and share it and have it rejected. Um, mm -hmm. That would be like my whole yeah. I get the hiding of the light. Hmm. Yeah, I, yes, I, the ideal is not to lose the point I think of it. I think is that the brightness enters the Earth's center. It isn't extinguished. It isn't hurt. It's still there. It's just not being broadcast in all directions indiscriminately. It's important not to lose the awareness of it yourself. Mm. I'm, I, I'm the the picture of your back to the story of your snake. I'm. It emerged when it was good and ready and it hid when it wasn't, but it was still there and it was perfectly okay and you know, everything was fine. Um, yeah. Just just quietly quietly doing her thing. Um, yeah. So I, I, I need to, to quietly do my thing as I seek union or seek union by quietly yeah. doing my thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and put, stick, sticking your sticking your little your little head out from by the rearview mirror when it's needed or whatever <laughs> yeah we should go to the moving lines shouldn't we and there are three of them and i think i'm being simple-minded about it for a minute which is always something i like to do comes naturally um <laughs> i think uh, i think they tell the story of your encounter with the snake quite elegantly just reading through them with truth and confidence, seeking union, no mistake. With truth and confidence to overflow the vessel and end comes further good fortune. Seeking union with non-people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a demonstration of seeking union. The king uses three beaters and lets the game in front go or opens the car door or whatever. Um, and the city people are not coerced. Good fortune. It seems to be a story of you know meeting in trust observing you know you observing this is not a human the snake observing this is not a snake um and you allowing allowing the snake to go to her own place um you know i'm not trying to keep her as a pet or something equally obnoxious so line one with truth and confidence seeking union no mistake with truth and confidence to overflow the vessel an end comes further good fortune lots of emphasis on truth and confidence which is just one word in the chinese it's fu it means 
um, being true and trusting um, the character shows a hand or a claw that comes down over a child. It's, it's the same mm -hmm. word from the name of hexagram 61. You might know it from there. Yeah, inner truth. Mm, exactly. And I can't, but like when I get it, I'm like, if I knew, I wouldn't be talking. I wouldn't be asking you if I knew. <laughs> but it's, it's about a quality of a quality of connection rather than necessarily knowing anything. It's like a quality of connection between people or people and spirits. And the connection is one of is it's like an open channel of trust. Um, and it comes, you know, it's laying heavy emphasis here on in the first line of seeking union because it's necessary for that i'm that's what fang didn't have and it's why he was late yeah mm -hmm. but there is so much here at the beginning that it's filling the jar to overflowing um and i think this is just that extraordinary feeling when a wild animal comes close oh my god yeah it is yeah. there's yeah. there is because you 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 and i i actually later in my trip I made friends with a very giant grasshopper mm. who let me, and this is like a grasshopper that can like hop three feet. And this grasshopper actually let me, I really wanted to pick it up and put it on the ledge and it let me pick it up and put it on the ledge. And then I have a selfie with it and I never take selfies, but I was like, this grasshopper is letting me mm. have an animal that's designed to jump, like let like, get on your hand and like let you lift it and let you do exactly what it can completely do on its own. I was like, oh. So yeah, that that feeling when a wild animal comes close to you of the real mutual awareness of presence um, and an end comes further good fortune. It's like this is a really good augury for the beginning and all things that follow from it. Mm. And this line up by itself, if this were the only one changing, it would point you to hexagram three, which is difficulty at the beginnings and also all the energy of beginnings. And it's it's kind of childlike and and pure and simple. And it's lovely. And then you have line three, which just says seeking union with non-people. Mm. Which yeah, I mean making friends with a snake it's pretty much the definition of that people or, or if you're a snake making friends with a human it's pretty much the definition of that too and the intriguing thing about this line is that it doesn't have an omen it doesn't say bad idea or good idea or danger or anything i mean normally about 95 percent of the time when someone had this line i would say well I mean, obviously, you can't have real union with people who are not your people, not your kind. Um, um, I mean, the snake is not your kind of person. You're not the snake's kind of person. So it can't be done. That's sort of common sense. Um, but I'm interested in the other 5% of the time. You know, if normally it says stupid idea, obviously, this can't be done. Um, but it doesn't say that. It just says seeking union with non-people and nothing about what kind of idea that is. So I think we just have to let that let that be. Yeah. Um, that's what you and you and she were doing. Um, belonging with someone not your kind at all. Mm. Um, and I think line five follows on from that. 
really elegantly because this is talking about the king going hunting and letting what's his what's belongs with him come to him and what isn't go away a demonstration of seeking union the king mm. uses three beaters lets the game in front go the city people are not coerced good fortune um it's a demonstration of seeking union it's this is what the hexagram is um and it's about showing and encouraging but not coercing so the king does use three beaters on you know on on three sides there are people um you know banging and crashing and making a din to drive the drive the creatures in the hunt um but one side is open and in human relationships when this line comes it's like you know send send an email ring up and send a letter and then leave them to it to decide but you do you do get in touch first um you do encourage actively encourage first um it's yeah the best way for you to seek union with the snake is to let her go to her natural habitat while you go to yours mm. um and there's the end of the story um you meet with trust you recognize not quite my kind of person <laughs> uh, and you let one another go oh and that line of course is the one that changes is the one yang line and when that changes you get hexagram two which is earth and mm. field and habitat and provision and also it tells a story of finding one's own place um, the noble one in the oracle of hexagram two is uh, is trying to find where he belongs and find his home mm. I feel it. That's how I feel. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I think on one level it's a, you know, here's a simple story of what happened with the snake. That's what what you need to know. Um, and, you know, that it sought union with you and belonged with you, but also it didn't. It also hid. It's that balance of belonging, not belonging. Um being safe, you know, belonging and yet hiding. Um, and it begins with trust and continues with recognizing not your kind and seeking union ultimately means letting those who are not your kind go to their place while you find yours. Yeah. yeah. What, what jumps out at you from all this? Well, I mean, what, what we've said everything that we've said from like the individual interpretation of the changing lines makes sense to me even understanding like the eight and the seeking union like whether it's the her seeking union with me or me seeking union you know the union between non-people um and then you know there's like the inner story of the interaction between me and the snake and the seeking mm -hmm. of union and then like the greater purpose of the journey which is motivated by like seeking union and um mm -hmm. um and it all you know the it all energetically felt very positive but i am still like even after us talking at a loss to understand um the brightness 
hidden and is there like something more active that I need to be doing or need to be aware of you know and that that whole piece of keeping your light under a bushel (laughs) um Mm. kind of question um you know, because the the way I, I I purposely phrased the question very openly, like, what do I need to know mm-hmm. about? This? But, you know, implicit in it, clearly, as you said at the beginning, was like, what was the message? Like, what's the purpose of the experience? And yeah, you know, I think it's more like I might have expected to get like lines that were like, what, like the vessel or like some transform, you know, something very different. Mm. And yet what you have is about relationship and belonging and coming together in this in this context of of 36 of um, of hiding your light, of feeling cautious, um, Mm. maybe a a sort of once bitten, twice shy kind of feel to it. So the the instinct is to hide. Mm. Um, Yeah, I maybe you get to look at your instinct to hide as being a bit like the snakes. Um, she spent most of the journey tucked away before she uh, stuck her little head out again, yeah? Yeah, um, and I mean, so I guess, like, if even if, like, if, if that's my takeaway, like, what we were saying before, like, push on but keep your head down, you know, mm, kind of. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's an yeah, 36 in the background, there's this underlying assumption of they probably won't understand. Um, better not say too much. Uh, but it is only the relating hexagram. It's not the primary. Maybe that isn't true. I mean, you and the snake ultimately had a perfectly good interaction. You're unbitten and uh, she is, um, you know, safely off doing snake things, whatever, wherever she wants. <laughs> Um, it's almost kind of as like disparate units like the things that we're saying make sense to me like how it integrates into like I mean unless it's just simply on its face where like what you're saying as well something seeks union and even experiences union mostly by hiding um yeah, and there can be the underlying desire to hide and sense of being different, which comes through in those two, in those, in two of those three moving lines. Mm-hmm. Um, but there can still be, you know, there's still relationship, there's still interaction, and it's still complete. I, I wonder. Yeah, we we need to stop soon. Actually, I'm run out of time. Um, but I I wonder if it's talking to you about. Um, interacting with people who are quote-unquote not your sort um, and you know, showing you how that kind of interaction can happen. Um, I think that would be accurate. Safely would... and, and openly. Um, like I said, the way you seek union with a, with a snake who's not your kind of animal is to let her go to her natural habitat and... Uh, safely while you get yours yeah i suppose you just have a a respect for your differences Mm. yeah 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 and keep yeah keep 36 you know 
sitting in the background as um you know um kind of mindset that um that eight is that seeking union is finding ways to handle by saying hmm, yeah different okay different things can go in different directions and we let them um yeah and that's fine and that's actually part of seeking union that's actually how it works yeah you have to let things go their way mm. so that uh, things can come yeah more, pro more appropriate things and people and snakes. Yeah. I am glad it was you who met her. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing such a fascinating encounter and reading about it. It's lovely. You're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity to do so. It's awesome. It was awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. And that's what Pamela had to learn from her visiting snake. All about how Seeking Union works against this constant backdrop of wariness and caution from Hexagram 36. I hope that at crucial junctures in her new life, especially those brightness-hiding moments, she'll remember her snake and its message will be helpful. Now I have a favour to ask. If you're enjoying listening to the Eating with Clarity podcast, please, can you help make it easier for other people to find by adding a rating or a review for it in iTunes? Or in your podcast app of choice, of course, wherever you listen to it. Thank you. <laughs>